Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, 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 what's going on? Welcome to Knife Talk. This is a podcast for knife makers, a weekly podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, DIYers, blacksmiths, bladesmiths, however you identify, we're here for you to keep you company, whatever. My name is Jeff Fader from Fader Knives. I'm here with Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives and Mareko Mamasi of Mamasi Fire Arts. We're here every week to do what we do. I mean, it's been a long time. How are you doing, guys? <laughs> Okay, we can't really complain. It's all good. It's all good. Getting ready for the for the festivities with the kids, you know. How how are you feeling, Craig? Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't had a good week actually. None of us have. All the kids have been ill. But I mean, I talk about this every week. <laughs> we're always ill. Um, yeah, since the kids started school, we're just ill all the time. So yeah, we we've had pretty bad. The kids got eighteen kids in their class in school. Only three were in this week. Jeez. Everybody is ill here. Everybody. It's, yeah. Well, it's do crazy. they know what it is? is? Are they saying it's the flu or it's something It's like else? a flu, yeah. It's like a flu, but yeah, the kids are throwing up and stuff as oh, well. Geez. Oh, jeez. I know. It's <sighs> just, ugh. Everything stinks. Everything just smells. Oh, Bill. You know this what is, I mean? This is the life of a rock star. I mean, <laughs> the life of a rock star. <laughs> Except yeah. for the fact, here's the funny part. So the new, every Friday, the 355s release a new song, a new video. It's They're great. And the idea of a rock star is you're trashing hotels and throwing up everywhere <laughs> and you're traveling and you're hungover all the time and they're sick and it's you're miserable and that's where the creativity comes from but for you it's like the same thing except for it's your little children i'm in my pajamas at home cleaning up <laughs> piss and shit everywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh boy very good how's very it going good. with the sales over the 355s Good. So we we had our chart position last week, um, and we got to doo -doo 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 -doo, number eleven in nice. the chart, selling more records than the Rolling Stones, more than Louis Capaldi, who's been selling lots of records lately. And so yeah, we were really really pleased, really really pleased. A little bit gutted we didn't quite make top ten, um, but um, number eleven, it's you know not to be sniffed at. So yeah, we're we're happy, and um, we've had lots of interest since, and we've booked some quite big gigs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's done what we wanted it to do. Um, so we're, we're very happy. Look at you. Look at you. Two years in a row on the charts. Yes. Well, number 15 last time. I thought, you were under, this time. I thought you were in the top 10. No, 15 last All time. All right. Well, now you're 11 up. This, 11 that's, this. Thanks that's for the evolution. Kick. Thanks for the kick in the nuts. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> kick in the nuts. I mean, you made the chart. You were psyched. You were, you were in the, it was uh, this old town. Yeah. This old town so, gets you down. So we've, uh, so we've been releasing a song every Friday um, of the EP. So... Um, there's three up at the moment. Next Friday is the last one of this EP. Then we go back to the studio to do another four songs. Um, so, yeah, so it's good. So this week's song is all pretty punky. And, um, yeah, it's all good. All good. Nice. Are you, are you going to get it played in a stadium again this time? Um, last time this town got played in a... a it a, did for the Welsh Rugby, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, no, no real plans for that. I mean, we still got contacts there, so maybe we could. But um, we've yeah. had lots of good radio play actually with with these songs, and lots in the US as well. Lots of uh, oh shit. Um, yeah, we've got Radio Plugger who's been sort of plugging it for us. That's great. Um, so we get little notifications every time it's played on a radio station, and it's yeah, it's good. It's always good to see that little ping. It's like ah, oh, there's people listening, you know. It's yeah. nice. I would imagine it's like indie college stations. Yeah, a lot of satellite radio, that kind of stuff. Nothing, right. nothing massive, mm. to be honest with you. No. Well, look, you're doing it. You're living doing the, it. You're We're living doing the dream. it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mareko's so been on being... the radio too. He has. About to say the same thing. <laughs> Mareko, video killed the radio star. What's been going on? No, it's it's literally just. Uh, so I listen to the local radio here, and we play these like these little trivia contests on there, and f- sometimes we win. And uh, one of the hosts, because after they record you answering the thing and all that. Um, then they got to get your information and stuff so they can email you or mail you. They, they don't let you come pick it up anymore. You, they used to just go to the radio station and pick the stuff up, but now they, uh, but now they ask people for their address so they can mail right. it, whatever the what stuff, stuff? is. What stuff? What are you winning? Uh, like, I, I, I want tickets to see Chicago and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow. <laughs> That's over. That's radio, <laughs> baby. Old school. Yeah. That's cool. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Holy yeah. shit. That's good. <laughs> and, then, um, and then what else? Oh, they always do like a free coffee. And then a couple local performance things that are, are about to lapse already. And we, we ha- it's been so busy. We, we haven't had time to do anything really. So, uh, But one of the, uh, the hosts of the show... When I gave my email, she was like, what the fuck does Mount Mossy Fire Arts mean? And so she looked it up, and she's like, oh, wow, he's a local craftsman. And so she uh, reached out to me and asked me to come in and do just a a two- to three-minute interview. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Two to three minutes is nothing. It's so nothing. nothing. It's so nothing. And so, uh, but I went in, and I just let her kind of steer the ship, and I... And I just, I, I did make like a kind of a few notes just so I wasn't just uh, completely shooting from the hip and, and jumbling over my words, kind of like I'm struggling to do right now. Uh, but it was good. Your three minutes fine. are already over, by the way. I know. It's been <laughs> yeah. 10 fucking minutes. No. Did you do the whole, if you want to hear more, I'm on Joe Rogan episode, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I was about to say, they probably like looked at your name and looked at your Instagram following, like, let's maybe get this guy in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think she saw my Instagram. She just saw the website. Uh, Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, um, but yeah, it was good. It was super quick. Um, and they're like, "Wow!" They, and afterward, they they were like, "That was great." Like usually, these things are kind of rough, but you did a really great job talking, Jeez. and we nailed it, and nailed the three minutes, and it's gonna be awesome. And um, they asked me about the possibility of coming back in to do a longer form conversation. Cause they have like a weekend interview show that mm-hmm. gives you like maybe 15 minutes to talk. Nice. <laughs> so, wow. That's like a documentary. I know. <laughs> yeah. For, for radio. Yeah. 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 I didn't even get to plug the fact that I offer a sharpening service in the local area of the here. So it was so fast. It was ridiculous. Cause she was asking stuff about how do you make the patterns and, oh, and geez, how did you minutes. get into it? And I'm just like, D- Sharpie. I know. It's like, we got three fucking yeah. minutes. How you kidding? Oh, you can out of your mind. Straight into ads of the, the local roof. How do you make a knife if you have one minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, but that was that was fine. Um, 
Yeah, but otherwise, I've just been in the shop. Actually, <laughs> this knife I was working on, this was a little painful. It was, it's literally to the point, it's done to the point where all it needs to be is sharpened and then packaged and shipped. And I was looking back over it, and I noticed a couple little weld flaws. And weld flaws happen when you're making, especially if you're making Damascus. And in most patterns, they can kind of be masked or like kind of hidden. And it sounds like a bad thing at first, but these these were tiny little pinpricks and usually you'll see them at weld boundaries and if that boundary is between a black and a, and a silver layer then it's nothing and ultimately it doesn't fuck with the performance of the knife it's not bad for a knife or anything um it's just aesthetically it doesn't look right and i kept fighting these in the finishing and finally i got the the damascus finish done and i was looking at it and i was like you know what this fucking sucks, but I cannot sell this knife. And so now I have a, a finished knife laying around the house now that I can't even sell. It's fresh. It'll be a nice gift for somebody down the road, but uh, say love Straight in. Right? Yeah. So, well, that's your three minutes. Thank you very much yeah. for coming <laughs> in, Marekko Bomasi. Now straight to an ad. Knife Talk is sponsored by <laughs> Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln. Dot com. And now this one from Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's good. <laughs> Dude, you're fucking good. I wish we could... I wished... A long time ago, I wish we could do a real, like, real radio show where we're like, it would be funny. Yeah. We're doing like a <laughs> couple minutes and then intro of song and hit the post. I love that shit. It would be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jeff, then, what's been going on? I have, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Um, I'm a year older. My birthday was last oh, week. Yeah. I'm feeling yeah, good. You snuck that in. I saw the day after. I saw on Facebook, I, I went on and I saw it was your birthday. And I was like, oh, I can't believe you didn't mention that. Yeah. I, suppose, I suppose at your age, you're quite forgetful, I suppose, maybe. but yeah. Growing older is a gift, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget <laughs> it. Never forget it. You get to a certain age and all the friends of yours don't make it. And you, all of a sudden you realize it's a privilege to get grow old. So <laughs> I feel great. I feel awesome. And... Um, Got a lot of work done. Christmas is this has been this has been a very, very good year in terms of we had a goal in mind and we we're reaching the goal and having stuff in inventory, having grab and go and being flexible in regards to pricing and what we offer and abilities and it's been amazing. And and um I'm really, really proud of what we've done this year and did you yeah. just refer to your knives like sandwiches at a bodega what did i say called chopped cheese grab and go yeah well i mean they're, I, they're ready to go i mean I, I, I like it i mean they're ready to go you, i got a guy comes up calls me up he <laughs> says can i come down to the pick you something up i'm like yeah come on down you know so it's like That's you know I, this is business and and um it's been it's been We've had a game plan that started three years ago, and every year we've been kind of implementing it. And this is the year that it's like, it was a, I don't feel stressed. I feel good. I have uh, Monday, I'm going to have to do a ton of sharpening and shipping. And I go to the post office every day, but I feel physically good. Feels physically good. And uh, my wife did a real nice thing for me for my birthday. We uh, or reorganized our cable. Easy. <laughs> Relax, relax. Sorry, yeah, before you throw family, up right? again, Jesus Christ! Let me finish. We reorganized our cables. Said. What? Go ahead, say it. Go ahead. Nobody heard you. That's what she said. All I right, said. there you go. There we go. So I got, uh, I got to. We got. We changed our cable around so I can watch the Knicks and the Yankees. And my wife and I've been, you know, 
watching some basketball, which has been a lot of fun. And um, actually, something I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, in regards to the maker community and the knife making community and business versus blah, 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 blah. Uh, the all beef review is coming up and I need you guys to send in your listeners to send in your beefs hmm. and it kind of, I started to think about what was happening with the Instagram algorithm that gave everyone, I'm, I'm not calling it everybody who calls it knife apocalypse or all this stuff is you're, you're playing. Just don't make it more than it is it's a, a dust up or kerfluffle, but it isn't the end of the world, obviously. I started to think about it because yesterday, well, today is Sunday, so Saturday, there was an incredible piece of news in the sports world. There's a pitcher. He used to pitch for the Angels. His name is Shohei Otani. And this is a, uh, a, un a unicorn player. He's a generational player where he's one of the best hitters, you know, definitely an awesome slugger and an incredible pitching ace. He just signed the biggest sports contract in professional sports, set ten years, seven hundred and seven hundred million dollars, seven hundred million dollars, and it was interesting because there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, he doesn't deserve it, and I deserve it, and he wanted." And I started to think about him a lot yesterday because this is an incredible story. I mean, that's like they figured out he gets paid two dollars, two dollars, two dollars and twenty cents a second something like that it's just like even when just, he's sleeping yeah, i yeah. mean it's insanity it's insane wow. every game it's like in 700 million dollars over tw over 10 years and then last night the lakers won the in-season tournament and you know 38 year old lebron james got the mvp and he was just dominant incredible and stuff like that and i started to think about like the complaining that i end up hearing in the knife making community and some of it directed at me about why can't I be this way or why I deserve this or Instagram is Instagram is uh, suppressing me and I'm blaming I'm going to blame this on this and blame there's a lot of people who make all these blame they blame other things outside of their own yeah. you know responsibility and you start to think about like professional athletes who are at this level you don't compare yourself to Messi and Otani and LeBron and Aaron Judge. But these guys, they perform under pressure. They perform under the highest pressure. Shohei Otani now has to go to the Dodgers, and every time he gets hit, somebody hits, his, hits the ball, they're going to complain. Every time he strikes out, they're going to say he's worth $700 million. These guys, you get to a certain point, you have to learn how to perform if you want to do better, and the only person you could blame is yourself. I, other people aren't responsible for your happiness. Other people aren't responsible for your success. And you've got to figure out a way in which to perform at a high level and then grow. So I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, in terms of the all beef review, I'm kind of irritated at the level of entitlement that a lot of people, really? ah. a lot of people believe that they are deserving of. Yeah. And that the, they don't understand that the world isn't fair, and they don't understand that there's someone who you know there's not there's there's not someone standing in your way, and it's up to you to find your own happiness and your sadness. Yeah, mm. completely agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a question for you actually regarding you said you've got lots of stock in, and you're you're ready to go, and I know you've been working hard at that for a number of years. So right. ramp that up over the. You know, didn't wasn't overnight that's for sure yeah exactly yeah and i'm aware of that but i'm wondering with regards to business has business been slower this year because you hear of so many other businesses especially like restaurants and all that sort of closing down and small businesses really struggling 
have you two specifically found this year slower? What do you think, Borico? Uh, no. But I'm also not doing a high volume of production. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Your really business kinda, direction is different. Yeah, so it helps to kind of be ugh, not like not recession proof, but I just I, I I'm kind of I'm slower to fill the numbers of people that are interested in actually owning my work. And so that bubble or that pool pool of potential clients um stays a little longer than I think. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. and that was a conscious decision by you as well, wasn't it? Not to take on, you know, more orders and that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good point, actually. Recession proof, I suppose, because yeah, yeah, you, you you're doing less, so that pool doesn't have to be as big. So if the pool does shrink slightly, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily notice. Yeah, that's a good point. yeah. And I've been fortunate to position myself so that I mean, my, my work is. It's very aesthetically pleasing, so that helps. But um, so that, but I've been able to position myself so that it's also valued at a high number, um, mm. and so and those people have a tendency to. I mean, they're 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 affected by economic change for sure, but they still have, you know, the people the people who are buying our custom work are the ones with. Uh, what's it called? Uh, excess income or uh, disposable? That, income. Yeah, Dispos- disposable. D- disposable income. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, and that flexibility to be able to still afford to buy stuff, and so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you noticed anything, Jeff? This year has it been um, busier, less busy? Is you know any differences? Well, it's interesting because I talk to, there's like four guys I talk to regularly in regards to how things are going. And it's mm. almost like, and this is kind of, you know, United States and in Europe, and there is a very similar pattern in regards to what months have been good. And I think back to last August, this is not this past August, but August 2022. August 2022 was insane. And nobody can kind of understand why. Like it was almost like Christmas numbers in August 2022. And there was mm. almost like this, there is a degree of similarities. Um, I think that there were some moments where I thought that things would be better than they actually were. Uh, and I made, I tailored changes in order to address those issues. Like I started to make more, I started to focus on stuff that was a little bit more uh, approachable in terms of price in regards to my stuff. Uh, and, and, it, and it was a really good, it was a really good gamble because I wanted to make something a little bit more craveable, something a little bit more, uh, something you could like even see, you know, being able to stick something in your pocket. And we made a couple changes for thanks uh, Christmas in order to be like for December, we decided to do free shipping and then all of our pairing knives and our Alpine knives, we dropped, we discounted them just because why not? And it was a really, really good gamble. And, hmm. um, the, the fact that we're, we make so many different things and I have the ability to be flexible in regards to what I can do has been a huge boon. And one of the things that I had to really kind of make a decision about was how I'm going to market everything. Um, I've done a lot of way more, uh, Instagram reels and Facebook reels than I'd prefer to do, but unfortunately it has made a difference. It has made a difference in terms of people knowing that I'm still there. Things are still available. 
Um, I'm putting myself out there in a way that I'm not really, I mean, my true, true self is just like, I don't want to do this. But then, you know, I want the business to go better. I want more money for my family. I want more money for my employees. I want everyone to grow up. So it's like you, sometimes you have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. And the decisions that we made paid off. So that's interesting. So you've been reactive to what's been going on. You haven't just, you know, waited to yeah it's yeah. like it's like at the end of the month i look at what things are going and i'm always i always try to be a month ahead of what we're doing at least that's the minimum like i'm not gonna say you know so we'll figure something like, here's a good example these shop knives they came up with were, was kind of a mistake every so often i try to do something that uh, i want to do and then i'll find something that bothers me about some of the things that i do And one of the things was the way the Kydex fits on the knives. And part of it is because when you put the clips on, if you have a knuckle guard, the Kydex makes it really hard to get out if you have a knuckle guard and have the belt belt loop high. You can't put the belt loop ahead of the knuckle guard, otherwise you're going to lock the knife into the Kydex. So it was something that I just hated certain things that I was doing. I just didn't like the final look. I felt like the Kydex was not um, uh, supposed to be there. It was almost like an afterthought. And then I started to kind of say, well, maybe I need to be designing the Kydex and the knife together instead of the this sheath being a, a, an afterthought. And then I came up with the shop knife. I found these particular clips was an accident, and I liked them. I accidentally bought uh, Kydex that was thicker than I usually get, and I realized that the rigidity of this thicker Kydex allowed me to make something a little bit on the firmer side. I made some decisions based on accidents, but what I liked, and the sh- the Blackbird shop knife was a, was a total hit, and it really kind of... We, we priced it to, to move and it's been a real hit and that I really, and it drew people into other things. And so the answer is, is kind of looking what you're doing, looking at how things have been, looking to the future, trying to, you know, maximize and be a little bit more flexible. And it was mm-hmm. great. It was a great, I'm going to, I'm going to go down. We're going to eat. We're going to go to, I'm taking everybody, all my guys to Chinatown. We're going to go to Nam and eat whatever the fuck they want. And we're going to have a, you know, a nice little party. So sounds good. Nice. That a dumpling nice. spot? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Crushing definitely. dumps. Well, I mean, I mean that's, that's what Craig's doing right now in between balls of soup. <laughs> always, always. Okay, look, let's do some questions just after this. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at combatabrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Go do it. Okay, well, the first one's actually a dilemma from Ed Sol on Instagram. Um, and they've DM'd us. We are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. If you've got a question, um, DM us. Um, and Ed Sol has said, dilemma, I need help. I have a very difficult customer. I know I shouldn't have taken this order, but I needed the money. I pride myself on my customer service and put in over 13 hours of extra work to make tweaks on these knives to make him happy as well as driving an hour each way to pick up and drop off the knives for these changes. I even let him pay me in installments. After three months, he says he no longer wants the knives. He still owes me $200 for one of the knives. I refuse to take them back. He has now done a chargeback that I'm currently fighting with Venmo. Is there anything else I can do? Thanks and God bless. Ed. Oh, man, what a situation. Not good, but not uncommon. That's number one. Yeah, and I think we've all been there when he says, I know I shouldn't have taken the order, but I needed the money. Um, 
I'm sure we've all, you know, been in that position where I think it doesn't ring quite right. Be like, oh, it's an order, you know. Like, but man, like okay. Kind of, you can get the feeling that they're maybe overextending themselves financially, possibly. Yeah, or they just they could just be a nightmare to work with some people as well. Mm. You know, you know. Uh, but Ooh, yeah. over over thirteen hours extra work on tweaks. He's done all the driving back and forth, letting him pay in an installments, and now he's saying he no longer wants the knives. Fuck. It's what a, do you do? Well, when that happened to me, sadly. I just fucking took the knife back. Um, and I had 13 extra hours just in fucking emailing with this goddamn guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a nightmare. But yeah, ultimately, I was just like, fuck this. I want this person out of my life. And so I I paid the money back. I was, it, it wasn't something I just had laying around, but I, was, I had enough to be able to do it. And then I was able to turn around and sell those knives, or that knife. It wasn't a bunch of knives, but sold the knife. Uh, fortunately, and 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 now Salt Bay owns that knife. So fuck that oh, guy. Oh right. Oh why? Fair enough. <laughs> who who? Is that, isn't he gone? Isn't Salt Bay over? Are we still I with have Salt no Bay? Idea. But he's, yeah, I haven't what, seen that dead? fucking wacko in a long time. No, you're right. I haven't seen any. Yeah, nobody was flooding streams everywhere. I haven't seen him for months and months. Can we just say that the, I too. think that the final nail in the coffin of Salt Bay was when he when. Uh, Messi Cup. won the World Cup, and then yeah. he just like try to fucking grab it. And Messi was like, "Who the fuck are you, dude?" And he just seemed like such a prick. Yeah, but there was loads of things come up then. There was like loads of big sporting events, and he managed to get himself like on the pitch oh, with the team and stuff at the yeah. time. There, he's like, "What a fucking fuck? tool!" Yeah. But anyway, this guy. I mean, that sort of makes sense what you're saying, Morocco. But I think here he's he's made a, a set of knives for this right. guy, yeah. so they could be quite custom. So reselling maybe could be an issue. Yeah. Um, he's a bit stuffed, really, isn't he? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they are actually, I mean, that's where our terms of use kind of. I think I've referred to that a few times before, but just like part of our terms of use kind of refers or helps to protect us against people just willy nilly deciding they need to make a return. Yeah, but like, like he, he, that doesn't stop him from doing a chargeback. Yeah, I mean, the terms um, of use is is good when somebody's like normal and nice and understanding because they're just like, okay, well, this is the way it is. But if you no, just no, decide, no. the terms of use are for the people who aren't normal and understanding. No, but I mean, but if they, but so, so then they, you they look at the terms of use and they say, "Make me." Yeah, you know, I, well, I like, would take my terms yeah. of use and send it actually to Venmo and say, "This is what this fucking person agreed to," and right. they're being shitheads. Fuck them. <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that the lawyer? Is that the legalese? That is the legalese. Use? <laughs> That's the legal talk. Yeah. yeah Fuck yeah. these guys. It's, yeah, it's from fifth grade. <laughs> Barack, Mareko Mabasi Esquire. Fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah. It's got a willy nilly in there as Your well. Honor? Like you did earlier. They're professional. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Case closed. Yeah. I suppose that is the only thing you could do. If he's got any sort of terms and services, send that to Venmo as proof that. You know, you haven't broken any sort of legal contract or anything that's binding. Because we all know that these these uh, internet companies and these yeah, they're all they manned by it. people with like they won't even like read it, yeah. like flight like they're uh, they they look like uh, you know air traffic controllers sitting at tables. Oh my god, you got a problem? <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack. One is it's customer service. I appreciate Ed for this customer service that he's willing, what he's willing to go through. There are certain people who are, 
are they're un they see they see kindness as weakness and they're very exploitative you have to make a point where you have to either you have to take it or not <laughs> and not i'm not saying take the order or not but you have to say okay well how much work I, I, some people cannot be won over you can't win some people over I, I respect ed for going out of his way for this and it is it sucks because he did take it on the chin trying to do right by his business and the person that he is they ain't a lot of people like that and sometimes you got to just cut bait and um uh, for us if we do email after email after email i'll get a message saying oh, i have 13 emails with this person and i'll say that to allison no more emails let me call, talk, talk to the person we'll do it and i'll get it all squared away in one phone call sometimes your time is not worth it and unfortunately Sometimes business is one of those things where you just have to say it's not personal, it's business. Just pay them back, get your money, get your knives back. Don't go out of your way because sometimes, unless you really, really want to do it, it isn't worth your time and energy and emotional output and everything else. Just give the guy wasn't happy. You you bent over backwards. You gave him payment. You gave him payment programs. You gave him this. You gave him that. It wasn't he's taken and taken and taken. It's enough. It's enough. Get a good riddance. Give them the money back. Get your knives back, and that's the end of it. Yeah, that is a good point. It's, it's sometimes this shit, unfortunately, is just part of doing business, whatever the business is, Anything. whether it's knives or fucking wooden bowls or, Anything. or whatever. Anything. Yeah. I mean, people are. I. The crazy thing is, is now the biggest trend now on on for content creation is reviewing restaurants. And it's crazy because these people get incredible views by going to restaurants. And then they'll, the criticisms are all these very like preschool-like criticisms. Like they're not like based off of the knowledge and information of being in the restaurant business or be working for whatever. And they say these basic things and they also kind of can destroy restaurants. Yeah. So you have to understand that there's a level of incompetence in in customers and in businesses and you just have to just understand that that's you gotta you gotta know when to fold them <laughs> you gotta know when to fold them really hmm. you know it's yeah. like sometimes it's just you cannot you cannot win yeah i mean at least you can get your knives back you're right. willing to do that and right. you, get, you know you can you can sell them on but yeah it looks as if you've got to take it on the chin and you know learn from this one i suppose i have i have a i have a few people and one of the other thing is i have a few friends of mine who are in the restaurant business who you know the old expression customers it's the customer is always right i know certain people who say the customer is not always right and they go out of their way to say that you know the customer is not always right and they're very almost um they're almost uh, aggressive not aggressive but like wary of their customers and they have this degree of animosity towards their customers that isn't good are they, either. Are they french by any chance well <laughs> no but i mean it's like that's the the problem is is that's no good either like you yeah, kind of yeah. have to you know you that doesn't that good either so you have to figure out a way to do customer service but at the same time we can do what we can do within the purview of what we can do everything else is like i'm sorry you know mm. yeah mm. yeah Okay, let's move on. Move on. Who's taking the next one from Scotty? I'll take it. This next one is from Scotty Sart. Or no, Scott, Scott Dysart. Scott Dysart. Or Scotty Sart. I like Scotty Sart. Scotty Dysart. 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to start a large billet of 15 and 20 and 1080. Uh, I've done several low layer twists and a few canisters, but I n now have a tire hammer and want to go for higher layer count and was wondering what pattern is simplest, but provides, uh, mo the most visual bang. Also, how, uh, also how should you, or how would, what the fuck? Also, how you would layer the stack. Sorry, I see. He's adding to the previous question. All right. Would you stack the layers one, one, one? Or should I <clears throat> should I go thicker? Or Jesus fucking Christ. This right, is why so just, you don't send in long fucking questions guys, to a dyslexic. Guys, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. I'm begging you every Too week. Too many fucking questions. Don't send us the Magna Carta. And this has nothing to do with Scotty's art. Scotty dies art. We're with you, but we get the Magna Carta a lot of times. You got Sometimes you got to edit yourself and get rid of the side talk. Just yeah. get to the question because otherwise, I mean, my boy here is having a problem. <laughs> yeah, my brain's still waking up. All right, He's so waking up. sorry. I'm, okay, would you stack the layers one to one, or should I go thicker, um, and with one seal or another? And you guys are awesome. Even if uh, the guys at work look at me like a fucktard when I start talking about bear dicks or f holes right. etc from <laughs> from my drive to work uh okay uh probably the simplest with highlight is 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 to do a, a random pattern honestly that would be my advice do a random pattern um and um in between probably like in my billet i can get 40, I think it's like 40 alternating color, alternating pieces because my 1080 is an eighth of an inch and my 15 and 20 is um, a sixteenth of an inch and the vice holds four inches of material. Now for a tire hammer, that, that would require a large tire hammer to be able to get that uh, to stick. You're probably going to want to stick to more of a two inch billet maybe or smaller um, and that's going to limit the number of layers you're starting with. But I think what makes patterns, simple patterns like random pattern, more interesting are variance in thickness of line. Or, or what, I, what Jeff, artists would call it quality of line or line quality. I don't know about that. In drawing, in line drawing or whatever. Anyways, whatever you um, I don't have, no idea. just a variance of thick silver lines and thin silver lines and anywhere in between and same for the black lines and the way you get that or the way i achieve that with the my billets and my material is it, with the 15 and 20 even though it's only a 16th of an inch i can build that up two three four six seven eight fucking pieces to build up a thickness of that color because the individual pieces aren't going to show up the ones that are or the lines aren't going to show up between the 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 same material and so it's just going to look like one big thick 15 and 20 line and i can do the same thing with the 1080 and so if you vary the thickness of those lines in this starting billet that's going to create a lot more interesting line quality and variance in the finished pattern as you multiply that layer layer up um that would be my <clears throat> biggest suggestion i could offer would there be a danger of putting too much 15 and 20 in you know no? you're talking about you know about doing a one one to one no not at all no okay yeah good question that's a good question. Good answer too, and you did it in with three minutes to spare. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Sorry All right, Mareka, we'll see you later. <laughs> <clears throat> now, next from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Pardon me, Crokey. Are you okay? All the time, baby. Okay, okay. Take Jordan, guys. 
I'm taking Jordan. Fellas, this is at Jordan. Fellas, I was thinking about uh, approaching a local butcher shop slash meat market to see if we can strike a deal where I could sell some knives out of their storefront. Consignment, if you will. There's actually another local butcher I discovered, and they currently sell his knives there. How would you approach the business owner? What kind of cut percentage would you offer them if that was the idea? Uh, for what it's worth, I've been at it for a year. I've made uh, 10 chef knives, uh, 10 kitchen knives, mostly medium-sized chef knives. But I feel that my knives are good enough to sell at this point. What would you do? Thanks. Huge butts. Huge butts. Huge butts. Huge butts. Uh, I th- personally, I think you may be you're running a bit before you can walk. Um, if, if you only made sort of 10 knives at this point... Um, I probably wouldn't think about sticking them in sort of sort of retail setting. Um, just because you haven't had knives out there that long, you don't know how they're going to hold up, that kind of thing. And it could be just trouble for you later down the line. Um, so I'd just say just, you know, just cool your jets, calm a bit, just keep on working, um, and, and it will come. But with regards to cut, um, I mean, I've had my knives in, in, a, in a, a knife shop here, um, and then... Looking at around about thirty percent, um, they'd want. But I know some people are paying sort of fifty. Um, it, it can it can vary what what kind of place it is, what the footfall is. Um, but yeah, I'd say if you know if you've only made sort of ten to date, I'd maybe you know j- just hold back a bit. You know, get get them sold if you can, and just take some feedback. It'd probably be family and friends. Like the first ten knives, most of us sold were people that we knew, um, and and just sort of take that route for now. I'd say. Gatekeeper Craig, look at you. Wow. Uh, you know. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Baracko? Uh Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 10 seems like not that many knives, but um, at the same time, um, they might be good. I don't know. I've, I've, I have a buddy who makes almost Master Smith quality work, but he he's only made like maybe a dozen knives. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, I'm not. I'm not saying they won't be good. They they sure. could well be great. Yeah. But I'm sure you're still sort of learning and tweaking things. And it's that whole thing of once your knives are out there, there's no calling them back to change them. They're out there forever. Talk about you know. So you so okay. you may you may want to just sort of develop yourself a little bit more. Sure. I think yeah. Jordan needs to listen to the three five fives because somebody's <laughs> pissing on his party. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bit, aren't I? Don't yeah. piss on his party, Craig. Come on, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think percentage-wise to the shop, uh, I would say as little as possible if that you can get away with. Maybe you can try to, like, uh, what is it, coffee shops and stuff like that. They'll let people put their art up on the wall or something like that. And I think the coffee shop gets, like, maybe 10% of the sale. If anything. For, what's that? You're just happy. If anything, if, if anything usually just yeah. happy to have something just on hap- the walls. Exactly. Cover and something cracks nice in the water damage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, yeah. You you can be like I have these artfully crafted knives and talk to them about you know having helping to help add to the decor like or whatever I don't know, but as little as you can get away with the better, um, because the chances are uh, I don't know I feel like it's hard to move knives and and if you're selling them even for a couple hundred dollars uh, in a butcher shop that's that's unfortunately I don't think that's the prime location even. Did you say there's another shop that's already that does that somewhere? Another maker is selling in that shop too. Oh, is selling in that shop. Oh. Yes, yeah. 
yeah. I'd be curious how well that other makers. You, you pretend like you don't even know or you don't even make yeah. knives. That's what you, you do. See some if that scouting. stock is shifting. Yeah, You'd be yeah. Like, hey, how many of those knives are you selling in here? Oh, I haven't moved a single fucking one. All right, Dude. thank you. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, consignment sucks. Yeah. Consignment sucks always. The word sucks. The attitude sucks. All of it sucks. <laughs> consignment sucks. There are certain companies that will buy your product at wholesale prices. There are certain companies that will buy it at wholesale prices. And companies that offer you wholesale prices, what you think of is what you 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 have a price for your knives, and they, they want to buy it wholesale, so they're not adding on top of. Because why would you say, all right, I'm selling my knife for two hundred dollars, and then they're going to add five hundred, you know, fifty bucks on top? Why would they? Why would somebody pay fifty dollars extra when they can just go straight to you? So the store is going to want the price that you're setting. So what you have to do is you have to back down what you, what you physically can feel comfortable selling it for and not be depressed or eating it. Um, my personal opinion is I don't think I think consignment sucks for one of the two reasons. One is if unless it's not a de unless it's a destination spot where people are looking for your stuff at that spot. You're going to hope, there's a lot of hope going around that somebody buying a fucking pound of hamburger is going to want to <laughs> launch into buying a $300 knife, you know, off the street. It's a, it's a, it's a, you're, it's a tough road. It's a tough road unless no. you have a big Instagram following, you have a big following, people are recognizing who you are, stuff like that. If I was in Jordan's position, is it Jordan? Is this still Jordan? Or is it yeah, somebody else? Jordan. All right. Yeah. What Huge I would bets. do is I would have them, I would just try to get rid of them and I would try to... Have them priced. I would even say, I want all you guys in the butcher shop. I want each one of you to have one, and then I want you to be them be to be able to say, we're using this Jordan's knives, and here you can get it. You got to eat it. You got this is a, one of those things, especially if you're starting out. You got to eat it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just not worth your time and energy. Um, I mean, if you, you, it's none of these th none of these little things are career builders they're they're little steps in towards your final destination and you'll learn from it and that's it but you know get ready for people to make a complaint to the store and then the store says oh we've decided we want you to take everything back that mm. happens i was at a bakery and we were doing uh cookies in stores and then um we had a company, uh, well, there's an organization called Weights and Measures as part of the state of New Jersey, and they weighed one of the bags, and it turns out that the bag was lighter than it said on the box by just a little bit. The company, the brokerage company that was putting our cookies into the stores called up, and we said, we're sending everything back, everything, uh, pallets and pallets of cookies, Weights and Measures, you did us wrong, you got to take it all back. Sometimes things don't work right. And you have to be able to be, you know, allow yourself to deal with problems and it's just, you got to eat it sometimes. Yeah. And you do make yeah. a good point about wholesale versus consignment. I think, uh, even, I even actually, somebody I used to sell my knives through, they even told me that they're not very motivated to like do the work to sell Zero. a consignment piece versus a piece that they purchased wholesale that that is now theirs they own it and yeah. they're yeah. a lot more motivated to try to sell they that. get to re recoup that money exactly skin in the game yeah, yeah. that's really good yeah. really good point really good point there you go but you know conversely if you if you're with a you know a really reputable supplier who they are known for doing really high-end stuff and you get the high-end market going there 
they've got an audience maybe you can't reach. You know, but sure. in this case, we're, we're not quite there, you know. So, um, yeah, just yeah, just take and, your time. And stuff sits. There. I mean, my, our friend uh, Tim Music of, uh, is the CEO of JB Prince, which is the premier food uh, restaurant supply sh- shop in New York. He's, I mean, just years and years of experience there. One of the cooks go to get something to go to JB Prince. He's got a case of knives. He's got like a fucking, he's got like a, a I mean, like a red carpet of knives from, from $50 to thousands of dollars. They're also not motivated to move your knife either. It's like, you know, how do you set yourself apart? And it's, unless you're somebody knows who you are and they're there to see it and they've been wanting to see one of your knives, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Walk-in traffic's tough, man. For expensive, anything over 30 bucks, it's tough. Yeah. 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 But you know what? We can save you money, though, if that's what you're looking to do. Yeah. Um, if you head over to TexasFarriersupply.com, take a look at everything they've got, whether you're a farrier, knife maker, bladesmith, whatever you want to call it, however you identify, you can go there and get 10% off by using Knife Talk 10 at checkout. They also sell Indasa Rhinoet, which is the sandpaper of the superstars. Everybody uses it because it saves time and saves money. Head to TexasFarriersupply.com, fill up your basket with Indasa Rhinoet and anything else that takes your fancy to get your 10% off using Knife Talk 10. We also have feedback. We also have, well, or at some point, we've got to get to these red flags. We've got a lot of red flags, and it's really up to you. More questions, whenever you want. Uh, let's just take the next question from J Mod Knives. You haven't heard from him for a bit. Yeah. J Mod Knives. I've got a question. If I'm doing the split dowel handle assembly with no epoxy, do you think it's necessary to stabilize my handle material? Now, I'm trying to picture this. What does he mean by split dowel handle assembly? So, Jeff, go ahead. You got it? Well, I haven't ahead. actually done it. I think you've done it before. Yeah. So, if you're doing a hidden tang knife, what you can do is instead of like making a thin hole and then trying to, you know, use a tang hole saw to kind of make it so your knife fit, you can, you could drill, let's say your tang is three eighths and you drill a three eighths hole into your tang. Yeah. Then you take a dowel, you take a three eighths ha- dowel, split it in two. And then kind of like thin it down and take out, remove the material that would be the thickness of your, of the tang of your knife. Then you could slide the whole thing in and then the, and the half moon dowels, the split dowels hold it in tight. Got you. That's the, the, and I think it's a lot of it's for people who want to be able to remove the handle at some point or something like that. Uh, My opinion is, is if you, if it, if you have to ask if it needs to be stabilized, it needs to be stabilized. I mean, there's, you know, you're, if you, if the, if the, some woods obviously don't need to be stabilized, I mean, iron woods and oily, I don't whatever, you know, zero coat and all that, <laughs> not zero coat, what is that? Bacote and all that stuff. Some things don't need to be stabilized, but when in doubt, stabilize it out, baby. <laughs> right? I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. No, no. It makes, it makes complete sense. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. a safe move to make sure that you're working with stabilized uh, other, unless it's otherwise normally not stabilized. Um, yeah. I'm curious about this no epoxy move, though. I, I wonder, he must be using some sort of mechanical fastener. To, I like think these guys wedge sort. it in. I think that like a lot of those Japanese-style knives are kind of wedged in. Wedged, wedged in. in. Yeah, yeah. But with regards to stabilizing the handle material as well, I mean, you're obviously thinking about you know the wood shifting and moving, um, but also think about the state of the handle is going to get in. If, it, if it's not stabilized... Um, 
and you've got you know you can have dirty hands and all sorts of stuff going on then juices and all sorts um it's not stabilized you can just yeah you can just mess up the handle really quick um but if it's stabilized obviously all those pores where any sort of muck and filth would get into the pores that's all filled with 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 the stabilizing epoxy so with the resin rather so you know don't look at it just the case of you know is it is it going to make it structurally stronger which yes it would but it'll also just make it a lot easier to sort of clean and to, to, to look nice mm -hmm. yeah i agree I mean, if, you, if you've ever been to a vintage shop uh, and you've seen an old kitchen knife there with a handle made out of wood, it looks like dog shit. And those, some of those are only, you know, 50 years old. And the, I think when we're making, at least when I'm making this work, I want it to last potentially like a hundred fucking years. Or at least as long as you're going to live. As long as I, at yeah. least, yeah. Once I'm dead, everything can go to shit and I don't care. Anymore. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, but I think kind of keeping that in mind you see some of those old vintage knives and you're like oh that's pretty rough um that's that's probably where things are going to go and possibly look especially if it's just like oak or hickory or some other kind of hardwood but not stabilized wood um down the road but you know also we have to say this once more mileage may vary you know that's I, true. I, I had a customer of mine who and this is uh very recently sent me a message and he says, you know, I bought this knife three years ago and for some reason it's not holding an edge very well. And, and so instead of just asking anything, I said, send it in. Let me take a look at it. I'll tune it up. I got you squared away. I got your back. I'll get it back in the mail immediately. Thanks very much. Sent the knife. And then he said, well, I use a whetstone. I didn't even like, I didn't ask any questions. Said, Let me take a look at it. And then, and I'm not going to, and also my, my tact is also to not be accusatory. Like yeah, sure. that's yeah. always been in a tailpipe where you start to be like, well, why did you do, there's no, I don't do any manipulation. There's no passive aggressive. There's no trying to be better than the, you don't know what you're talking about. And yeah, whatever. I got you, bring it in. I got you. No questions asked. So then he, he let me know. He's like, yeah, it's so strange. You know, I, I um, I use a whetstone and I always use it at a, I have the, I always hold the knife at a 45 degree angle. And so I, I sharpen it at a 45 degree angle. And I was in my mind, I'm like a fucking 45 degree angle. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is that? He's sharpening the knives at a 45 degree angle, which is like, you know, the axes aren't even at 45 degree Chisels. angles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like, so I, 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 I was just like, okay, well, all right. So I cleaned the knife up. The knife was perfectly fine afterwards. I sent it back to him and I just, <clears throat> I gave him some tips and stuff like that. And I also said to him, Anytime you have a problem, you send it back. Don't questions asked. I, I, I got you. I even threw a hat in just to be like, you know, I'm with you 100%. And mileage may vary with everybody. And we say things will last a lifetime. We always say this will last a lifetime. This will last a lifetime. If a fucking guy leaves your knife in the sink, even if it's stabilized, there's a very good chance it's going to not last a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, and, and that's just mileage may vary. So right. we do everything we can to preempt problems but at the same time you can't cook cook for them <laughs> you can't cut for them they're yeah, going to yeah, do what they're going to do no. you can even tell them don't put it in the dishwasher and they'll still put it in the dishwasher oh, so yeah. it's like for sure you do whatever it takes and you know i i'm what i meant is when no. that knife leaves my shop it has the potential to last right. that long exactly of course when it gets to somebody's house they could do all kinds of stupid shit to it and it'd be dead in fucking 10 years but, or less you know 
what happens is, is it also affects the, you know, the maker community is not the business community and the maker <laughs> community takes things a lot very, very personally. So a lot of customers like this particular customer, the way he wrote to me, he was very, he wanted to put me just subconsciously. He wanted to put me in a, in a, in a position of being defensive. I could tell. I could tell he's like, well, you know, every time I use this, I got to do this. And it was he's, very... He's expecting an argument, is he? he? Well, it felt that way. It felt like right, he was okay. expect exactly that I was going to be, you know, he was ready for me to like, well, maybe you didn't... You, you, a lot of times, a lot of these problems are not your problem, but at the same time, you still have to deal with it. Yeah. And it's hard to do it because you all of a sudden you start to feel like, well... I'm not making this to last a life. Obviously, I didn't make it in the last lifetime. I have a friend of mine who said, you know, he just sent a good friend of mine. He says, hey, do you think you could fix this knife? The, the handle's coming off. The scales are coming off. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what I did. I don't, send it in. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about that. And I didn't think, oh, I fucked. I didn't make this lifetime. You know, who knows? He could have fucking put a, he could have put it in a pickle jar for all I know. Who knows the fuck knows what he did? But at the same time, we have this, we're trying to minimize problems and part of it is to minimize our own mental health in regards to whether or not you're a failure or not. And you've got to figure out ways in which for that to not happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a follow-up question for you guys regarding sharpening angle. So you said this guy sharpens at a 45 degree angle. So when you hear that, does that, uh, to you, does that sound like the overall angle of the knife or each side when they sharpen? is 45 degrees. Ooh, I'd say each side so be in 45 degrees from looking That's what I think too. spine. Yeah. That would be a 90 degree fucking angle, which is horrible as geometry. Yeah, true. That's yeah, why no, true. You're right. Yeah, was, yeah, 90 but degree, even if yeah. it was a double, even if it was if it was 45 all day and there was like what yeah. 20, you oh, know, 20 math. something and a half, it's still not right. You know, yeah. so it's like but when in my mind somebody says I put it at a forty-five degree angle, I'm thinking of it as like, yeah, you're at fucking a forty-five degrees. You're making a square, you know, yeah. at an angle. Well, yeah. and I th I think I I still run up against a, a lot of confusion when I say I sharpen my knives to a twenty degree bevel. Uh, I I'm that's to me that's the overall angle right. of the knife geometry of the knife. But a right. lot of people still think that that is twenty degrees each side, and I'm like, no, no, no. That I mean, that's for a very special knife, typically. So it's usually around 20 to 30 degrees. But even 30 degrees overall is only 15 degrees of a, uh, off of flat, and which is not a very mm. steep angle. And I think, I just, I worry that there's confusion out there when they, when people hear, oh, the best geometry for a chef's knife is 30 degree angle. They're like, okay, cool, 30 degrees. And then they sharpen a knife 30 degree at a 30 degree angle on both sides both sides when yeah. really it's a 30 degree bevel overall right and you got to do 15 each side yeah people well, don't I'm, know I'm anything. just saying there are people who get that confused and yeah but because you know f the funny part is is that's the one thing that's not you know that's universal degrees it's not as fucking centimeters and inches it's not fahrenheit and celsius true yeah it's fucking yeah, one yeah. thing one dot over a couple numbers <laughs> it's universal they still get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. We're trying. Okay. Well, um, you work out what we're going to do next, whether it's going to be right. um, 
What have we, what have we got? Did you we say? have listener feedback, and we also have listener red flags. Okay, let's start with feedback and enter red flags. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell everybody about knifeprint.com. Um, so if you're designing knives, which I'd imagine most of us are, um, there's two ways of doing it. You can just get some steel and start grinding away, or you can put it to pen and paper, or you could use a CAD system. Um, and knifeprint.com is CAD in a browser, so no need to download any software or pay for any licensing, anything like that at all. Um, all done in a browser. Um, they'll show you exactly how to do it, how to design your knives. It's a real good education center there um, where it shows you how to use the tools and so on within KnifePrint. Um, once you're happy with your knife, you can save it, obviously, and recall it at any point, make any tweaks that you want. Print it out to paper so you've got a template. Or the best part is you can print it to steel. So you pick the stock, the thickness, um, and they'll laser jet cut it or water jet cut it and send it to you. So your knife blanks are ready for grinding. Um, go take a look, knifeprint.com. Um, it really, really is clever, clever stuff. Are you just doing that off the top of your head, that advertisement? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He's fucking good, fucking dude. pro. He's fu- Seven uh, years, mate. I mean, <laughs> Seven years. He's been, doing this, he's been doing this for a while. He knows he's doing it. <laughs> It's not just all barfing and, you know, rock songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just yeah. shitting himself all the time. He's practicing that, <laughs> sitting on the toilet, practicing on his knife print reads. <laughs> Welcome to Knife Talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Listener feedback. If you want to send us some listener feedback, go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, and we will maybe or maybe not include your your ramblings into this show i would highly suggest once again oh by the way <clears throat> end of the year is the all beef review if you don't know about it go to the archives and listen to the all beef review it's your chance to send your beefs in and i'm hoping the two of you are going to have beefs to add as to to spice people up i have actually a, a beef that will be i'll be reading later but this is <clears throat> listener feedback our first listener feedback comes from our friend William McKinney. He goes, hey, cuties, I've been playing catch-up, and I'm still six months behind. Life happens. I uh, listened to the talk about social media and the lack of expansion and blocking, etc. Pinterest is still the tried-and-true digital corkboard to pin your stuff. People still look at it and use it, and it's an old and low-key. Thanks for all the knife and non-knife talk, y'all. Bless us all. So, hmm. Pinterest. You guys use Pinterest? I don't. I, I mean, I did back in the day. Yeah. Um, what is Pinterest? It's just one of those what is Pinterest? Just, it's like, um, so let's say you like something. Um, you can create a board. It's like a playlist of things that you like, I suppose. Yeah. So, think of it like Instagram. Anybody can put up anything. Um, and it's generally lots of sort of home makeover stuff that kind of thing seems to be on in, on pinterest or it certainly was anyway and then you could make up a like a, like a playlist of things you like say say you're you're having a, a bathroom redecorated you can go on pinterest and see thousands of bathrooms and just choose the ones you want make a playlist and maybe you know send it to your wife and say what do you think of these sort of styles so that's how i was generally using pinterest but um yeah i can yeah i, I don't know why i don't use it anymore but i can imagine that it would be a good a good thing to use. I don't know if you can cross-post to it, like from Instagram, where the, your stuff can go straight onto Pinterest. That would be quite cool. I don't know. Do you use uh, Pinterest, Marika? I used to when I first, when it first, well, I don't know if it was when it first came out, but my wife turned me on to it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. We were sharing, you can share boards too. Mm, um, yeah. And 
uh, oh, Craig was just, oh, cross, cross platform. So if you use like a third party app, there's one called if this, then that it's like a logic app. And it's if, yes. and if you, so if you post on Instagram, you can actually take that post and then post it to Facebook or to Twitter or to Pinterest. And uh, uh, like, it's like, it, it's a native content rather than it just have because like when you would post from instagram to twitter it used to do this weird thing where it wouldn't actually show the picture oddly enough um the link to it just went to the link which is dumb so then if you use the logic app then it posts the picture with the caption everything like it was originally posted just in twitter um so a logic app like if this and that or something like along those lines might be a way to use that but yeah i think pinterest is cool and actually when i do image searches for stuff like i was trying to draw a dragon for my kid the other day and so i just googled dragon and a lot of the pictures in the image search that came up were from pinterest boards um which are images that have been collated from other websites and other places or even other people's boards and it's interesting because you can right click on an image and you could save it to your computer or it can save it. Basically it's like saving things onto a cloud and being able to organize them and you can save it to a Pinterest board. Um, and, and still have access to it and whatever, you know, easily refer back to it. I kind of do that now with Instagram with just my saves because inside your saves, you can then create different folders for what kind of different stuff you're like, what the different stuff, like I have one that's like motivation and one that's parenting and one that's whatever knives, knife designs or Damascus stuff and like Damascus inspiration or something like that. And so it's essentially the same kind of idea with as Pinterest, except for it's just, it's all within Instagram um, where Pinterest, you can do that across obviously kind of the whole internet. Wow. They all seem to sort of morph it into one now. Anyway, all these sort of social apps, they're all get, getting features that one has. They'd all copy into the other. So they're all pretty much similar anyway, yeah. I suppose. Um, but, yeah, you probably will find different audiences on in, on Pinterest. Um, that's that's good. And if you can get it to post automatically, I mean, what have you got to lose, I suppose? Right. Well, and if you're concerned about being policed on visibility, yeah. I don't think, as far as I'm aware, Pinterest is doing anything like that. And so even if I... If you could probably do a Google search, Google search for knives and some of the knives or Damascus patterns even. And, and some of the images that come up will be from Pinterest boards. And so the visibility is still there. If you're worried about not being able to be seen on Instagram, then I think kind of what we've talked about, about diversifying where you're trying to have your stuff seen isn't a bad idea. But what is the demographic of people who use Pinterest? I think it's all over. I mean, it's probably older groups now but it used oh. to be all over the place well that's good those are the people mm-hmm. with money yeah, I, don't, I don't think kids are money. using it yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's where you're I remember, be the only the only pinterest thing i remember we talked about this in a couple of years ago a number of years ago as i was doing these i did a knife sheath that was like a sculptural knife sheath that looked like my allure sculptures <clears throat> and this oh, guy yeah. ripped it off completely and then <laughs> and then accused me of thinking that I came up with it when somebody from Pinterest came up with it. But the, 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 the thing that he originally thought he saw on Pinterest was my, a picture of mine. But then he's like, yeah. I didn't steal from you. I took this thing from fucking Pinterest. I'm like, yeah, I'm asshole. It was, somebody put it on us from me. I remember that. That was funny. Hmm. 
Yeah. Justin steal from you, stole from a stranger. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, you, you, know, you think you're, you think better. you've created everything, and it was like my picture. It was like asshole. Um, <laughs> Fucking idiot. I, I was just, I remember that just being like, and it looked like it was his. It was like it was like the Mickey Mouse for it was so bad. It was just I was just like yeah. oh, piece of shit, and he posted it with a picture. It was like he framed it on like a bear rug, <laughs> like a oh polar God. bear rug. I was like, oh, you <laughs> asshole, you're a triple asshole now. By the fire and with your dick out, who cares? Uh, our friend Justin Stinson again. Justin Stinson says, "Hey guys, I'm catching up on some episodes. I have a ghost story with no possible explanation. See, mm. if, if you're new to the show, some of us believe in ghosts and others don't. Most <laughs> like the, re- the most likely like the rest of the world. One evening, my guitar, my guitar amp turned it turned on by itself." All of a sudden, a, a sudden, heavy reverb started shaking my house. It startled me and my dad immediately went to the noise with different parts of the house. I turned my amp off and on to investigate. The power switch is solid and hard to press, and it couldn't have been stuck in the middle. Also, I couldn't have been left on either because the reverb starts immediately from power on. We were baffled. Then for the next two weeks, I would find my guitar picks in the middle of the floor after coming home when nobody else had been in the house at least three times. I did not believe in ghosts at all until that happened. God, I hope his dad's fucking with him. Yeah. Does, <laughs> yeah do you yeah. think that's what you think that's what it is? It's easy explanation. It's very isn't funny it? for it to be his dad fucking with him. Yeah. How I mean, can't there be like a short in the in the wiring or something like that? I suppose so, but I don't know. Maybe there's a cat or something there. I, I, oh, your cat turns uh, on the cook. Yeah, that's, cat that's the, the answer. Justin, yeah. Craig Ow. solved the mer- <laughs> Craig, Craig yeah. solved it. It's your cat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any more paranormal activity? Send it this way. But generally, it's going to be. I'm so glad you have an explanation. I don't really want a rock star poltergeist. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. Jim Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they go to the yeah. guitar of all places? Okay. Um, Meek Custom Knife says, Hey guys, I just want to give a huge shout out to Mareko for his help on the Radius Platin. He gave me a ton of info that he obviously didn't, he did a decent amount of math on and simply just shared it with me. No ulterior motives, just passing along knowledge and helping a fellow knife maker out. It's much appreciated. I guess if I had any questions of all, it would be this Are there any do's and don'ts you guys have learned about S grinds? Anything someone new to S grinds should know before they're getting into it. I know practice, 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 but avoid avoiding some pitfalls before the beforehand would be super helpful. Thanks for all you guys do. Keep it up. So you were very hmm, never- helpful, Mareko. Unlike me, where someone thinks <laughs> yeah. I'm incredibly, I'm not there to hold your hand. I've, I'm, I've abandoned some of you. <laughs> I've abandoned some of you. I am responsible for your You've successes. Changed. I'm, yeah. I've been, I have been negligent in helping you, <laughs> in helping you. In my personal time and energy. I'm a bad person. Ooh, I like bad this baddie. I'm bad. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, oh wait, easy. easy. Hey, what are you doing over here? I just, <laughs> I just said I'm a bad human being. All of a sudden, I'm making me like some sort of sex guy. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you are if you are appreciative of what um, Mareko has done, I'm sure he's been very, very helpful. I hope you've pre-ordered his calendar, or at least you're on the That's list right. to get a calendar. Where's or join his Patreon. Together. Yeah. 
Patreon's there too. Because he's a good person. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> I'm a scourge. I'm in the public eye, and I've, I've, I've turned my back on you all. <laughs> there you, go. Go. you okay, Jeff? Yeah, I'm you okay? Great. Do you so, need a hug? No, I don't. I fucking no. That's what I definitely don't need. <laughs> Stay the fuck. So glad player. you're in France right now. You're barfing and you're shitting. Stay right there. So, Mareko, are there any do's and don'ts on S grinds? Do's and don'ts. I would say, especially if you're using the rotary platen, you got to be careful out at the tip and back at the heel to not accidentally wash out the heel and the tip and this is something i talked about when i demo this in person at maker camp and uh, i'll probably be back at maker camp actually again this year uh, or i guess next year next october um doing the same um and that's a good place to see it in person but uh it's easy especially with the the rubber backing behind the belt especially when you get up to higher grits um to wash out kind of like that tip and the heel so when you are grinding that portion of blade you just got to slow it down um maybe go a little bit lighter pressure or just pay really close attention that you don't overdo it because once you overdo it like you can lose a quarter of an inch really fucking fast especially if you've done some good oh, grinding don't i know nice that thin. you know i mean you only have so much yeah don't want to lose that quarter of an inch every yeah but other than that, yeah, the S grinding, I don't there's not a lot. You just got to go for it. I think the first and only time I've done an S grind, I did it freehand, and that was a monumental mistake. <laughs> I mean, I might as well have made a squiggle grind <laughs> because mm, I did not get it. That is the hard part, yeah. That is the hard part. I would think that starting out with, like, an adjustable platen, adjustable work rest, would be very helpful. And if you go to broadbackironworks.com, you can get yourself one of them adjustable work rest that would probably mm -hmm. allow you to get in a position where you can get a straight s grind you know cut into that with the with the contact wheel but uh that would and if you go to broadbackironworks.com put in the promo code knife talk 10 you're gonna get 10 percent off your attachments and your grinders and all that stuff yeah that's what i would think yeah adjustable think, work rest i think that's a good move yeah a, a combination actually maybe of a blade grinding jig and a work rest um, because there is kind of, it's hard to get into right now without visuals. Um, but you do want to kind of keep the center line of the blade parallel to the ground kind of as you're grinding. And if you get the tip torqued up too high or too low, that's where you start getting into squiggle action. I 100% do that. I actually, even after as many as I've done, uh, I was just grinding a knife a couple days ago. Same, same thing. It just happens, uh, because I don't have a knife grinding jig um that would be handy for doing that but i guess you could do it freehand if you have the table right to help it's the trick is keeping it level with the ground and so right. if you're using if mm. you could still kind of do it semi freehand by using the work rest as kind of a guide but i, d I don't do that <laughs> i oh, just we should you, you, need, to de you need to develop the squiggle grind the squiggle grind. <laughs> oh my god you've got to do it come on the squiggle grind. sometimes the names squiggle. everything the names I, come first the sometimes. Squiggle grind. actually i got a friend who's who i've been talking to doing a collab with uh who does kind of a squiggle grind in a way gotta gotta patent that shit it's on the creative just like an just a nightmare. so it's like an s grind but it's not mirrored the other side so it's, it's an s but they're slightly out of sync 
So it does that like an old dagger, you know, where it just oh. sort of does that. Crazy. Look at you. It's the squiggle grind. grind. You're so squiggle helpful. Grind. You're such a helpful guy. <laughs> so helpful. <laughs> what can I say? Unlike your partners who are they're, we don't hold I don't hold your hand. <laughs> How dare I Mar- be in this position? If you wanted to help somebody, Morocco, and they wanted to buy some stainless Damascus, where should they, they go? Should, what should they be they buying? They should be going to Damasteel. Uh, Damasteel makes some of the highest, not some of the, they make the highest performing stainless steel. It's powdered metallurgic, powdered metallurgical stainless steel, uh, Damascus, and it is really awesome stuff. Really high hardness, really high toughness. It's hard to beat, honestly. And if you go to, is it? Damasteelab dot ab, uh, set up an account and damasteel.se se. Oh, ab is their Instagram. It is, yeah. Damasteel ab on their Instagram. Damasteel.se for their website. Take a look at all the patterns they've got. Beautiful stuff. Far easier to work with than um, we'd all imagined. Um, yeah, yeah. And just doing the the Damasteel Chef Invitational we did a few weeks ago. Every maker was telling us the same thing. It's far easier to work with than you than you'd think. Um, so yeah, domiciel.se, sign up for an account, and you get 10% off. A couple questions for you guys. Okay. Number one, we're still in the middle of December. Do you have any recommendations for people, makers, any gift guide things you would suggest? Anything coming up that you think that they would, that some of these guys should be looking at? Hmm. I mean, we only got a couple more weeks. Yeah, let's do a buyer's guide next week or something. We'll all pick a, a a thing or two. Well, um, I'm just going to slip in a buyer's guide because it's running out on the 15th. Is the Center for Metal Arts is doing a pre-order for their universal box jaw tongs. Oh, nice. And the fifth, they are fucking awesome. And Pat Quinn has done an amazing job creating these box jaw tongs with a like a, an adjustable part. You can actually take a, a screw and take off these side holders. I don't even know what you call it, but the side holders is for three different sizes. They are definitely, and they're pre-ordering now until the 15th. The 15th is the last minute, and I would definitely get these box jaw, universal box jaw tongs at the Center for Metal Arts. Can you dick tong with a universal box jaw tong? You can dick tong as long, you can dick tong with any tongs as long as your dick is at the level of, and I don't think Pat really wants me to be kind of like i think he probably wants me to separate dick tonging with <laughs> the universal box jaw tongs but you know it's fine I fucked but it you up. can Sorry. you can dick tong you can dick tong with any tongs as long as a you have a clip or a rubber band or something and that your the face of your anvil is the same height as your crotch under crotch the under part of the crotch your taint whatever it takes <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> so we have red flags that mm, who knows when we're going to get to these. Or we also have um, questions. We have more feedback. Whatever you want. And we also have... Let's do, let's do red flags then. We've had them a while. Okay. So what we wanted to do is come up with a red flag for a customer. So like if you... Something that a lot of you guys have been dealing with customers on a one-to-one basis. You're learning things about people. And all of a sudden some... Key things are start after you have maybe a bad situation or a bad interaction, you start to notice that there are these little red flags. Oh, he said this, and I know that. I know now. I know now. Like when a guy says, oh, I only use carbon steel for cutting my protein, your red flag goes up because the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Or like, what type of metal are you using for your... 
The red flag's going up. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So these are red flags from our listeners, and feel free to comment anytime you want. Our first one comes from our friend Dustin Sheffield. He says, here's a red flag. Oh, my God. When someone messages your wife repeatedly in the middle of the night... Are you still married? <laughs> he says, and that's and it seemed like a strong clue that the guy was a fucker. Finally, he messages me directly about a knife. <laughs> he wants to get a knife after he's been oh. the guy's been the guy's been like, "Are you still married to the guy's wife in the middle of the night?" He said, "That's a hard pass." So, wow. can you imagine somebody's People like going crazy? Someone's like hitting on your wife and then like trying to sidle up to you by buying a knife. Like, go fuck yourself, yeah. dude. Maybe he was just trying to get to the knife maker in the first place. He's like, maybe this is my in. There is no innocent reason for asking a married woman if they're still married. There is no reason. None. Um, Ronald Handmade says, one of my biggest red flags from a potential customer is phrases like, I've been looking for a maker for a really long time. <laughs> or, or I've been having trouble getting someone to make what I want. Oh, yes. You hear one of these. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good one. one. That's a real good one. Yeah. You hear one of these, and $10 says that they're either a nightmare to deal with or want something insane slash impractical slash illegal, and 10 other makers have told them to take a hike before they got to you. Ronald Handmade, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Like, I'm looking for someone specific. You have been chosen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done yeah. that. In, uh, I've done that. I wrote that in my newsletter. I had a guy who wanted a uh, some fucking Star Trek sword, and he goes, "I'm hoping you will be able to put this into my put this creation into reality." And I and, and he said, "He said I want you to watch this particular episode, and it's at and give me the timestamp." And then he says. I'm, I have a very particular eye. I want you to do it. You know, it's got to be very accurate, and it's got to be able to be giving me all this bullshit. And I'm just like, my bro, I ain't making no Klingon shit. Get the fuck out of here. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> Was it the bot left? Do you even remember? I don't, I don't dude. The Klingon you I, you, you honestly, th You honestly think I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. Mareko's up to the I job. Mean, you're up to the job. I'll give him your email. Give it's like email. the Ulu of swords is what this fucking thing is. All right. Well, uh, may the force be with you. I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, my bro. Um, uh, but that is so true. That is uh, those types of people that like, I'm looking for something special. And I know I'm going to bestow you with the honor of yeah. bringing it to life. It's like, and then you give them a bill and they're just like, well, I was kind of hoping to pay only about $100. <laughs> oh uh, Joshua Swalek says, I had a random guy call looking for a, quote, a real sword. And some red flags started going up immediately. I asked him about his budget and he said he'd be willing to pay at least $2,000 as long as I would agree to put through a battery of tests with him. This was more of a definite red flag territory, as I've learned from listening to Knife Talk. My strategy is to flip and put the onus on him, and I asked him to email me with any kind of design intent he was looking for, and I have not heard back. I remember this message because I also said, he needs to give you a resume. He needs to give you a resume of why he is the judge of whether or not this is correct or not. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like I'll buy this knife, but you make it, then I'll decide whether I should. Yeah, buy it. yeah. Can yes, you imagine? Yeah. Oh my That's god! Hilarious. I bet it would be yeah. just a bunch of the tests from Forge and Fire too. Do you have yeah. any watermelon <laughs> yeah, cow available? Femur. I need this watermelon to be a certain ripeness, you know what I mean? Because that's the same thing as going through a head. Gross. Uh, well, you know, watermelon's gross. Uh, Legacy Blade says... Whoa, for wait, the, you, did you say watermelon's gross? It's fine. It's really? mediocre. It's, huh. it's huh. mediocre. It's fine. Okay. Have you had a delicious watermelon? Fuck yeah, I have. Yes, plenty. <laughs> Jesus yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it's fine. What's wrong with you? You're not losing wow. your fucking mind over watermelon, are you? Yeah, I, I have. I would say losing You've my mind. You've lost your mind. But How far would you travel a... for watermelon? Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. Right, there you go. Well, then just, obviously I've it's fine. It. I've taken a bite in, into one and been exclaimed, holy fuck. Would you yes. drive an Agreed. hour to get that watermelon? No. Okay. There's not so much. it's fine. No, no. <laughs> it's not that, I mean, it's not that life-changing. All right. Fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're pretty harsh, Jack. No, I mean, Jeez. it's true. Fine. Is a thing I like. Well, I'm sorry for the watermelon community. I'm with you, 100. percent Legacy Blade says, "Here's a uh, for the red flag customer. Uh, I've had more than a few people in the last couple of months try to use whatever internet famousness they perceive themselves to have bargaining a bargaining chip on the price of the blade. As soon as they start to say, "Oh, I'll blow your page up, man,' or I'll do a review <laughs> on my YouTube channel." That's a red flag. I had one oh, guy yes. try to use that for a YouTube channel, and it hasn't created it yet. And I want, and then he wanted a free blade for review. I'm glad it was over email because I would probably have laughed in his face. I usually just say thanks, but cost is the cost. Have a great weekend, Jared. Yeah, you fallen for that video with the tailpipe, Craig? Haven't you? Yeah. Um, Wasn't there a YouTube dude who wanted to do something? Um, I've, I've had, I haven't fallen for it. I've had a few offering that, yeah, which I've never actually done it. No. I had definitely have some of those internet chefs who are just like, I'm going to blow up your page. And then very at the very least, they'll do some fucking flaccid story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just, just because you've been on to me, I've got to do this just now. Just yeah, yeah. just meager one story. It's like, give me a yeah. fucking break, dude. Yeah. You have any of those, Mareko, where someone's going to blow up your page, man? Oh, yeah. Well, my first thing when somebody's like, ah, I would love to share it with my audience, I go and look and they have like 2,537 followers. And I'm like, right. no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Come into my local radio station. We'll make you famous. Yeah, I know, I know. Or, or <laughs> hey, we'll the, give you Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, or the pages that are like, they randomly cold message or email you, and they're like, we'll help you build your audience. And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. And then you go and look at their own social media page, and it's oh, got yeah. dog shit for followers. I'm like, why would I ever trust yeah. you? <laughs> you can't even fucking do it for yourself. Yeah. It's weird. We're in this time where anybody who has any sort of slight bit of success, all of a sudden they're trying to sell their secrets. You know, the secrets to my success, you know, join this this 10-week course for only $5,000. And you look and you're thinking, if you were that successful, you wouldn't be selling a shitty little course. But it works. You know? Obviously it uh, works. I mean, people yeah. are supporting other people for whatever reason. You know, it works. I mean, Joe, the Joe Rogan phenomenon is pretty amazing. And it's... And the hard part is, is everything is not comparable. Like, 
you know, Joe Rogan was really great for Mareko. Joe Rogan was incredible for Josh Smith, among other things. And it's like, you can't compare people's businesses. And, you know, there, there's like a, it's like a, it has to be a perfect storm of, for things to really work. And, yeah. you know, some people think, well, you know, this, you know, so I got to deal with this. I deal with this Food Network chef. He, I mean, I've been dealing with him for a long time. He is a flea bag. A flea bag. I mean, I love him, and I'll help him, and I'll do whatever it takes. But it's just like, show me the money first, bro. It's like, I can't, you know, we can't play this dance year after year after year with all these bullshit flea bag promises. It's just, it's the way it is. Red flag. Did I miss? Bro, I need something Josh done on? really quick. Okay, well, here's the website. <laughs> what do you want from me? Was Josh on Joe Rogan's podcast or well, something? Well, he's, I mean, Joe just... wears the t-shirt. They went on a hunting trip. They go on their friends. He wears the hat. He talks right. about it with the the other guys. He, you know, he talks about Montana Knife Company all the time. Yeah. Okay. Where's the shirt? And, and it's like, I think that people see that as a uh milestone for everybody else you know like i got like a, i got a comedian podcast guy who follows me and I'm, in my mind i'm just like oh now all comedians have their own knife guy it doesn't mean anything you know sometimes it's just not enough but mm. these guys they only you know, get a you know 15,000 20,000 100,000 followers and then they make it seem as though you know we, i'm going to change your life yeah yeah um yeah. do you know who who could change your life with good quality stuff. Lawrence Lake, um, I would especially think. If you're, especially if you're Canadian. Exactly. Tell him, oh, Jeff. Dude, Lawrence Lake, you don't have to be Canadian. You can be American. Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, and uh, he's got whatever you need. I talked to, I had Noah Vashon on Full Blast, and he says that Lawrence Lake has changed Canadian knife supplies, and it allowed him to really get every whatever he needs. And it's been he's been amazing for the Canadian knife maker, but he's also great for the United States. I just ordered some stuff from him, and it comes very quickly. And he's he's a great guy, and he's a part of the knife making community. He's very involved with the New England School of Metalwork, and um, he's just awesome. So go to uh, maritimeknifesupply.com. And if you're a Canadian guy and you're just like I want to get something you know different, or maybe say he listens to this podcast he listens to all the podcasts and he'll get you squared away he's got all the damage steel you need he's the distrib watermelons got he's got distri- i don't think he's got that he, let's not talk about what he has because you know we made a joke a while ago about never mind the the lube remember that lube thing oh boy i got a message about that so hey maritime knife supply got whatever you need and if you don't you know all the Baker Forge stuff, all the Gator Piss, all the Damasteel, the Canadian distributor for Broadback Ironworks. So definitely check out MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, even if you're in the United States. There we go. So we got whatever you want. Ooh, um, I can do one do... more red flag. This one comes from Travis James, and he says, here's one of my Enjoy. big red flags. I call them assholes. People who people who come to you with questions about a product respects and then yeah. give you a lecture about the product that they clearly don't understand. Cheers. Signed hard and thick. There you go. Ask Coles. I love yeah, that. That is definitely like Yeah. I, I recently get a, a one guy who will screenshot something. I don't know if I should get this or that, or I don't know if I should get this or that, or every you know, six months. I don't know if I should get this or that. You don't choose either one of them. <laughs> the motherfucker's done that like six times. 
I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm torn Jeez. between this or that, and then nothing. And it's like, well, what do you want me to do? Buy it for you? Jesus. Yeah. 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 One of the last customs time sex that I still have on the books is a guy that uh, he just wants the perfect knife, and it's right. just like it's not. It doesn't exist. Just he's like, I want the best knife you've ever made. I'm like, bro, but like the next knife is going to be better than that knife. Like that's never going to happen. I'm always trying to improve every fucking knife I make. Well, they're just trying to like maximize on their investment. And it's like, I want you to be, this should be the most creative thing you've ever done. And then what? I got to stop afterwards. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) it's like I'm done with progressing at all. (laughs) So I'm going to put it and put it in neutral from now on. Until now I've been playing at it. Like I haven't really wanted to make anything good until now. So yeah, this is a good opportunity for me. I had a guy a number of years ago that, uh, that, uh, he said, I said to him when I was finished, I was like, yeah, of all my knives, this is probably top five. And that was a number of years ago. And he still writes, oh, this is one of Jeff's best knives he's ever made. I'm just like, part of me is just like, uh, not, not top five anymore. I hate to say it. But, you know, it's like, I didn't tell him, but I'm just like, eh, maybe top 20. It's not top 20. So whatever you want to do. Number 11. You can get the fuck Shall out of here Shall we go too. to an after show? We haven't done one for a while, yeah. have we? Okay. Okay. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you again next week. Remember to get your beefs to us. Actually, do we have any beef? Uh, we week? have we one beef? beef, which is can lead us right into the, the after show. So the okay. ball beef review is you're just complaining. It can be about whatever you want. So here's one from Lightning Bolt Forge. I don't know if you've heard of Lightning Bolt Forge. I have a beef for the All Beef Review. A certain podcast host said my company name was the stupidest you could have named for a business. I am beyond outrage and out of my mind with the level of unprofessionalism brought to the public domain. So he was complaining about me. Again, these pussies, I'm t- I mean, with due respect, <laughs> with, due res- with all due respect, this is, fu- here's what's funny, here's what's funny. So a number of months ago, we were talking, I was, I had uh, Ben Snoor on and we were talking about the Instagram kerfluffle and I was, I made the joke, I was like, yeah, you think uh, Mark Zuckerberg is sitting in his, you know, computer looking to see, you know, that, uh, that lightning bolt forge had, you know, put you know, added him, and then he's, he's sitting there. And I said to Ben, I said, you know, Lightning Bolt Forge is not a bad name for a podcast, for for a, for a company. Well, this Lightning Bolt Forge is trying to make a joke, obviously. He's not a pussy. He's fine. But he's, in terms of level of professionalism, of I didn't, number one, I didn't say it was a, bad, a stupid name. I thought it was a great name. Number two is your level of professionalism, because you're now the second lightning bolt forge you're not even the first lightning bolt forge that fucking <laughs> dumb bit gained two new lightning bolt forges and they're <laughs> wow. like and there was zero followers zero posts they're just fooling around they're listeners i'm with you 100 so i appreciate your beef my beef right back at you because you're number two you're the you're number two you're number two lightning bolt forge i respect i respect the bit I'm with you, but trust me. So if you're listening to this and you want to do a beef, you know, usually so far we got a lot of <laughs> Mareko's favorite traffic traffic guys, guys who are speeding too fast or not using the left lane too much. Whatever your criticisms are, with the exception of people specifically, don't specifically do people. This one with Lightning Bullet Forge, I was just fooling around. He's, I'm with him. He's a good, it's fine. But uh, send in your beefs and then we'll do 
all listener beef review. It's the most fun. It's it is really a fun episode. So and you can go back yeah, into the archives yeah. and listen to the former all beef reviews, which were always very funny. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's call it a day then. Um, thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you again uh, next week. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by. Okay, I got a beef. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's hear a beef. So we've been using this radio plugger to get our songs played on radio and so on, right? right? And um, all these shitty little radio stations, they're all on Facebook, and they want to tag you so you know when they're tagging everybody. But they literally tag. I didn't know it was a thing until this week. If you at everyone, use at, then write the word everyone, it sends everybody who follows that page a message. Oh. Like spams everybody. So everybody gets a notification. So put that to like a hundred shitty little radio stations. Then every time somebody replies to one of them, oh my God. you get their notification. So you literally just get hundreds. Oh my and just God. Like, Fuck me. Turn those bitches so, off. So yeah, that's a beef. Um, the fact that Facebook allows that, you to just at everyone and send everybody the message is mental. <laughs> that's like, tw- well, like when Twitter first started, you could do that. You know, when people have, right. you know, 20 followers or whatever. But yeah, like Facebook pages can do that. And um, yeah, if you're one of the people who do that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're boy. just a pain in the ass. You're just a pain That's in the ass. That's a boy. <laughs> yeah. speak- it's the quickest way to unfollow somebody, though, isn't it? If you're getting spammed by them, oh, it's the quickest 100%, way to you to say, 100%. I'm not, I've got no time for this. It's, yeah, it's really poor thinking. But um, yeah, anyway. That's oh, that rem- I have a beef, too. Mareko, you have any beefs? I was just going to comment that my beef with traffic... The reason uh, they're always the reason, the reason they're always about traffic is because I have very limited interactions with the outside world, except for when I'm driving to and from oh, yeah. the shop. I've that I've had sense. more idiots yeah. in the last week, but I'm not going to get into it. But that's why I'm always bitching about traffic. <laughs> well, you know, like, you are getting the worst of people at the most inopportune times. Yes. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Speaking of your beef, Craig, I do have a beef. I was on a podcast, which was perfectly fine. These guys don't have a lot of views. It's fine. And they're be- they're, they, all of a sudden, they, they acted as if they were, they did a fine, they did a fine job. I mean, I'm, you know, we're friendly with the, the owner of it, but it's, they're acting as if it's like, you know, the nightly news. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, you have hardly any listeners. It's perfectly fine. I mean, they spent so much money on editing and, and then they gave me all these rules that I have to repost and all this bullshit. Whoa. I was just like, dude, I'm, and then you have to be a collaborator. And blah, blah, blah. it was just like, and then they edited what I had said. And it wasn't really a true, it wasn't a true question to my answer. It wasn't a true answer to the question they asked me. And I was just like, eh, I'll do it. It's fine. You know, it, but it was just like, it was, it's, I mean, we get more, we get more, we have more listeners on one episode than they ever have on their inaugural first season it's like you know just keep going and don't let's not pretend as if this is like you know you're not Mm -hmm. joe rogan and it's just like it's not nor are we but it's like let's just keep moving and i don't know it was just i I got a message from the producers asking me to fill out a survey i'm like dude you got 14 people listening to this podcast (laughs) and i gotta fill out a survey jesus christ i mean this is like all right what's here's a survey here's i'm gonna answer your survey here on knife talk 
you kind of weren't a hundred percent organized. You showed up when you told me we we're going to do it on a zoom and they showed up to the shop. I wasn't a hundred percent ready, but I made it do anyway. I did look like shit on the, on the video, which I wasn't expecting. You shot me at an angle. I wasn't very happy about. And, uh, your guy didn't know it, well, he wasn't prepared and you know, fine. <laughs> That's my feedback. Holy so my shit. beef is yeah. just like, don't invite me on the things. Don't ask me to be on your fleabag podcast. It's fine. Yikes. Yeah, but I think if you do, just make it easy for oh, yeah. you. Know, if I have oh, people yeah, on your show, sure. make it easy. I'm for gonna. Them. It's, it's not their job. I'm gonna say this to all podcasters out there, which is like the lemonade stands of America. Don't think every single episode is the high high water mark. Everyone people listen and then they don't and then then what you just got to keep moving and you got to keep going and people aren't sitting by their phones clicking refresh waiting for the next episode they're not and it's like if you don't cough it up and just keep going and just think about it you know just keep going don't make a big federal case nope trust me entertainment tonight isn't like waiting at the recording studio doors wanting to know what some asshole had to say just keep going just just keep going I see. So they they treated it like they were almost like they were doing you a favor they, rather than the other way. It, it wasn't a favor. You know what? I, I frankly, the producer is really nice, and the and the uh, the host was really nice. But the, it was like, you know, don't ask me, don't ask for my criticism, my critique, because it's, you're not going to like it. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know. So it was it was fine. I think that everyone takes them. I think that in general, especially on social media and the internet, everyone takes themselves way too seriously. I, I wonder how many people are going to understand that entertainment tonight. Oh yeah, it's old made. school too. None of them. <laughs> None of them, dude. You just you, just you and me. That's it. And so you know, you're right. That's a, that's a terrible. Before well, there, before there was TMZ, there was entertainment tonight. I mean, you guys. I mean, like you guys were on like you know the radio too. No one knows what the fuck the radio is either. I mean, you know, we're old. We're old. It's fine. Yep. But uh. Hmm. <sighs> you would, so oh. ha, have you guys oh, so, no sorry, no no go you go on. ahead you got a go beef you, you did your beef which was yeah not traffic but yeah you know heads back to traffic sorry go on no no, no. <laughs> what? okay okay I was going to say have you guys watched because I've been watching a lot of TV while the kids have been off school um, not with the kids this one obviously but uh, the squid games the actual competition oh. thing. Oh, is no. it good <gasps> So I mean, not the TV really? show. You see the, this is like the real game, right? The real. So, so you've seen the yeah, TV show, yeah, have yeah. you? Okay. Well, imagine that as as a real thing. So they literally take 460 people from around the world. But they're not killing people, um, right? Uh, well, well, right? It's, the, the, the sets are exactly the same. So they're all these like really crazy, crazy sets. And it's not like filmed like a normal game show. It's filmed as if it's the show. It's it's so weird. It could if you haven't seen the show, you wouldn't tell the difference because it's like a drama. It's really weird, um, but really like entertaining, properly entertaining. Um, but um, I won't tell you what happens when they get eliminated. But the first the first thing they do is you know the red light, green light, where right. they run in, and you know when you watch the first mm-hmm. Squid Games, you're not quite sure what's yeah. going to happen. Then all of a sudden they start getting shot. You're like fuck. It's it's a similar experience watching it. It's amazing. It's just like whoa, wow, and um, it's really, really it's crazy. Good. And um, yeah, it's crazy. And you get into it as well. Wow, you really get into it. 
Um, so yeah, so don't think of it. You're watching a game show. You're watching it. You're watching a drama basically. Um, but one person at the end wins four hundred and sixty. No, wins four point six million dollars. Yeah, and at, at the end, and it's just like wow. And it's it's a rock paper scissors at the end to see who wins the money out of the two finalists. For but real. there's no like, does is, is there par- is there real peril? Yeah. Oh yeah. This. Well, I mean the. Nobody's getting hurt as such, oh. but you know you're out. Once you're out, you're out. You don't. You, you haven't got the chance to win the four point six million. Um, but um, it's it's done so so well, so so well, and it's just addictive. The way the way they film it, they they finish just like a point where you need to see it. So you've got to watch the next episode, and you and it's it's proper bingey. It's uh, really hmm. really good. Yeah. Do you have any binge shows, Mareko? Uh I just watched this series called Bodies. And it's uh, it's about these detectives that find uh, a dead body in the alleyway. But the trip about it is that it's uh, well, the body is found. Oh, it's, through it spans different, different times, isn't it? Yeah, like from the 1890s up to the 2050s, and it's the same body over and over again. And they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and why. And it's it was, it was interesting. It was good. I like time travel stuff. And uh, there were definitely some uh, <laughs> some things, some open uh, doors they left open, but um, we'll see if they close them in the next season. But it was good. I liked it. I have... Yeah, I think Amy's, Amy's watching. I have one. a show that it's... I'm shocked that I'm going to say this as good as this is. I, I woke queer up, eye. I had some sleeping... What'd you say? The Queer Eye. No, fucking Queer Eye. That show. You're hilarious. <laughs> So a couple, um, I used to, sometimes I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I just can't get back to sleep. And what I do is I'll go downstairs and I'll, I'll watch something. I had heard that there was this kind of like anime uh, series on Netflix called Blue Eyed Samurai. Oh, it's good. It's incredible. If you're not, even if you're not a cartoon guy, the art is incredible. The stories are incredible. The action is incredible. Everything about this goddamn thing was incredible did you see the whole thing yeah watched it all it's amazing right it's very good i mean it's like even if you're not a cartoon guy it's incredible incredibly good and i'm gonna say another word it's but it's like everything about it is excellent excellent and i binged it i binged it in like two days something like that yeah it reminds so. me of oh god what was that movie that keanu reeves was in that was animated several years back scanner I darkly know. i never saw that oh it was interesting, um, but it was animated over. It was animation based off of film footage, so they like filmed the whole thing, but then they went back and animated over the top of it. But the animation's pretty good, and it it feels kind of like more of a realistic thing than than just like a fucking cartoon. It was, it was Blue Eyes Samurai is awesome. It's like a really good comic book. Really I mean, it's kind of like Kill Bill. The story yeah, kind of yeah. follows a similar. There's similarities Arch. to it. There's similarities to it, but Arch, it is sorry. dynamite. Yeah. It's a dynamite, it's dynamite good. series. Dynamite series. There you go. Hmm. And then what else? Doesn't yeah? Doesn't sound like my uh, kind of thing. You but, uh, you watch yeah. the first episode, Craig. You watch some bullshit anyway. You sit in your pajamas. I do. Well, I do watch some Dude, you, shit. You're in your fucking pajamas. It, yeah. You can't do one. You give it five for the first five minutes. Is awesome. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, I'll, dude, I'll I'm telling try, you. But, you know, I'm telling you. And I wouldn't. And I would. I'm a grown man sitting there watching cartoons. I watch enough cartoons what, with dude, the kids. That's what I say too. I'm like, uh, all I can yeah. think of is my dad walking in and says, "Oh, watching more cartoonies, huh?" Call them cartoonies. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, dad, 
this is a graphic novel. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> belittling me, belittling me about my, what I'm watching. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. There you go. And the there's Knicks, actually black, the blacksmithing or bladesmithing in it too. And yeah, they, really good too, right? It's it was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah, like it's it was probably, like, yeah, probably one of the better representations I've seen in any sort of. I would film coffee. say the same exact thing. It was without question the most accurate in general. Everything about it was great. I mean, it was really, really good. Beautiful, beautiful. <sighs> Okay, should we call it a day? There you go. I'm with, I'm with you. Did it all. Okay. So remember, get your beefs in. Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. Uh, DM us your beefs. Um, we've only got a few more shows before Christmas. So yeah, is this going to be the New Year show again, the beefs? Yeah, don't you think? Was it the last? Yeah, is it so, yeah. is it the week between Christmas and New Year's? Now? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll we need more beefs, somewhere. though, guys. Yeah. If you don't send in your beefs, I can't help you. Oh, I got actually one more thing. Can I plug one thing before? Please go ahead, plug away. Go I ahead. am gonna be down in Arizona in March. It's just because this kind of time's tight. Uh, I'm gonna be down in Arizona at the Travis Wirtz Hammer in uh, what is it, the St. Patrick's Day weekend in March, and then right after that, I'm gonna be at the the Desert Metalcraft School uh, in Tucson, Arizona, teaching uh, some Damascus theory stuff. Uh, so if you are interested, anybody's interested, go get a hold of Desert Metal Craft on Instagram. Uh, Rich Greenwood is the, the owner and operator of that. He's a good dude, and I'm excited to be down there and working with them. But I was, I've been talking about doing my Damascus Theory stuff in different parts of the country because not everybody can go all the way up to New England or all the way up to Washington. So I'm going to hit uh, the, south, the Southwest I'm going to go down to Arizona and teach down there. And hopefully I'll be doing one in the Southeast, um, maybe in the fall. And nice. Center for Metal Arts Friction Boulder classes are open too. Nice. So, there you go. go. Get on it. Right. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak again next week. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.